All right, welcome back. The Audible Kimbo Camper, John Kajemi with you. Football season is upon us. Let me let you know that the Audible is presented by AutoNation, America's largest and most recognized automotive retailer. You can save on 100,000 vehicles right now at AutoNation.com. And remember, you can watch the Audible each and every Saturday night, 7.30 p.m. on WFR, CBS4 Miami. And you can download the podcast from all your favorite streaming platforms and MiamiDolphins.com. Well, John, earlier this week, the Dolphins open training camp, bring people in on Tuesday, get things going on Wednesday, and some some news out of training camp. They uh, finished signing all their rookies, Liam Eikenberg, the uh, tackle out of Notre Dame, who's going to compete for that right tackle spot with Jesse Davis and, uh, and, and maybe DJ Fluker, or some of those guys out there. He signed on, on Tuesday. And, and, and one little bit of a disappointment, Preston Williams back in the fold. However, he's <laughs> physically under, unable to perform and uh, won't, won't be working with the team for a while until he gets ready. So still kind of uh, getting, getting recovered from that injury he had last season. Yeah, that's a big uh, part of the offense. You know, if you can have Preston Williams on the outside opposite uh, Devontae Parker, and then you add that speed with William Fuller uh, on the inside with Jalen Waddell, there's a lot of good things for Tua Tungavailoa, a lot of options at his disposal. So you hope that Preston's going to be able to get back, you know, if it's, if it's the first week or 10 days, okay. Uh, you know, get into the second preseason game, maybe a couple of plays in the third, or maybe he doesn't even have to play in the third, get him ready for, um, you know, that, that September date to open up in New England. So you're, you're hoping that it's not going to last the entire training camp. because I think Preston's one of those guys we've seen in the past, training camp kind of carries over into the regular season. You want him to be positive, have some positive plays going into the regular season. So let's talk a little bit about expectations. You know, we've talked all off season and talk about different positions and everything. But when you look at this football team, if you could just pick three things that you're going to look at that you expect from this 2021 Miami Dolphin football team. I would say number one, aggression and being aggressive uh, on offense, meaning with tempo, getting in and out of the huddle, maybe going some no huddle, uh, trying to get on and, and tire out a defense, number one, and make them identify where all that speed is coming from because the Dolphins have plenty of it this year. I think that's probably something I would look for. Secondly, can they build upon what they started on defense last year? I think Josh Boyer was onto something with moving guys around and being able to be multiple, not only with your players, but with your position. And now you have McKinney at linebacker. You, you, you have Ogba coming off of a, a huge year. You have Van Ginkle that's a, a, a ascending opposite him. You had better play on the inside. Can those guys build upon uh, what they did and make the guys behind them even better? I think that they were the beneficiaries of that. And then I think third, you know, you have to look at the quarterback position. You have to look at how Tua is going to be, how he's going to play early, how he's going to, you know, kind of get into the fire early. Can he lead the team? Can he start that team and be a leader, you know, through the first month of September where the Dolphins aren't kind of looking up at everybody else going into October and November. Can they start fast? And I think that's probably uh, the word I'm looking for. Can Tua ignite a, a fast start for the Miami Dolphins, especially on that side of the football? I think this offensive line is, is going to be a, a very, very key component and a good component to this football team. You look at Austin Jackson, Solomon Kinley, Robert Hunt. Look at all the snaps that those guys got last year, valuable snaps. They're all big guys. They're all athletic guys. They can move. You kick Hunt down into that right guard, right guard position, which I think is a more a better position for him. He's working in a tighter space and a bigger body. And I think that's going to help. 
And then the battle for that right tackle spot with the Jesse Davis, the incumbent, and Liam Eikenberg coming in. DJ Fluker is going to battle for that tackle position, maybe that guard position. But I just think with the way those, those guys played last year and the number of snaps that they got, in particular those three rookies, that they're going to come back and be stronger and better and better equipped hmm. to be a put in. John, we talked about it before. One thing that we've seen with this football team uh, since, uh, since Brian Flores and his staff has been here, they've been able to get people be get, to become better the second year than they were the first year. Growth every year we see out of these team, this, this, this coaching staff, these players. And I think that is going to be a key point uh, on this football team. Bo, I think you, I can speak for you here. If we don't talk about the offensive line this year, it's a great thing. Darn right. Because exactly. we've, been talk, we've been talking about him for about, I don't know, 10 years now. And you, you want to be able to talk about him as an afterthought. You know, oh, the offensive line played well again today. They, you know, they really did. They, they provided some uh, gaping holes for the running game. They gave Tua tons of protection. Uh, and they moved people off the line of scrimmage and short yardage and on, on the goal line. If you can say those things with any kind of consistency, the Dolphins offense is going to have a pretty good year. That's, that's where it starts and that's where it ends sometimes uh, is that offensive line. And as you said, the young guys got a lot of valuable experience last year. He had a couple more new pieces. Let's see how it all shakes out because at the end of the day, you want the five best playing every Sunday at whatever position may be suited for them. It's, uh, it's, going, to be a, uh, it's going to be a fun start to the season. It's going to be a uh, it's going to be nice to get back and, and, and watch training camp and see these guys have a, a true training camp where they get through and get ready to, to play the games. And next thing you know, John, they're going to be heading to Chicago to, to practice against the Bears for a couple, a couple times before their first preseason game. And then, uh, then we're going to be up to our necks in it uh, as we go on for the next, what, 18, 19 weeks or, or however right. long. Hopefully it goes a, hopefully it goes a little longer. I hope long. we go a lot longer, goes a little, right? A little, a little longer. <laughs> hey, stick around. When we come back, we're going to talk to my former teammate, Bob Baumhauer, defensive tackle for the Miami Dolphins from uh, 77 to 87, or how long he played, 10 years. And an Alabama guy, we'll talk to him with Bob Baumhauer when we come back. Welcome back to the Auto, presented by AutoNation. Time now for our sit-down, amplified by Hard Rock Hotel. We're a uh, pleasure to have a, a Bob Baumhauer with us, a five-time Pro Bowler, defensive tackle for the Miami Dolphins, defensive player of the year, uh, and, a, and an Alabama guy, second-round draft pick out of Alabama in uh, 1977. Bob, thanks for joining us here on the Audible today. Hey, good to be here, Bo. It's good to see you, buddy. I'm now known as... Uh... Head fry cook these days. You are the head fry cook, and you've been that way for a while. I know you're in the, in the restaurant. You, I think you own the restaurant business in, in Alabama, from Gulf Shores to uh, to as far west as you can go, don't you? Yeah, we've been uh, we've been doing this for a while, which you know. Yeah. And um, and uh, got Spencer involved now, my oldest. So we're uh, we're just uh, try, still trying to figure it out, but we're having a good time up here doing our thing in uh, in the business. Bob, it's that time of year. Training camps are open. The Miami Dolphins open training camp this week. They came in on Tuesday, started practicing on Wednesday, uh, and, and got after it. And uh, I don't know about you, but it's always enjoyable when uh, when training camps open up, especially when we don't have to go through it again. <laughs> yeah, especially that last part. Um, <laughs> yeah, I agree with you 100%. And it brings back so many memories. And, uh, you know, you and I uh, have a lot of memories from that 77 training camp there was a lot going on back then and uh um it's funny how clearly 
you you're, you can recall a lot of things that happened during training camp. You know, it's one of those things that uh, you don't ever forget. Bob, I wanted to ask you a little bit about some of those memories. Uh, you know, in 1983, you had such a prolific year on the defensive side, uh, not only, you know, with multiple tackles and multiple plays along the line of scrimmage, but behind the line of scrimmage. How, how much is that uh, – how much do you take with, with you when you run into guys like Kim Camper, or you see an A.J. Douay or you see somebody that brings back a memory that may, puts a smile on your face? Oh, definitely. It, it's uh... – we, I, I really feel blessed to have had those experiences and have been able to have those relationships, still have those relationships. I mean, I, I, I called Bo, I just called Bo um, a, uh, a couple of days ago just to catch up, talk to AJ, talk to Doug Betters, uh, talk to a lot of the guys. And um, whether it's the memories from back in the day when we were all playing together and doing our thing or the, the memories I have from our relationships as we've grown a little older, um, it's just special. And I'm, I'm, I feel blessed to have uh, those type of relationships. And, you know, it all started for me back in 77, uh, my rookie year in Miami. Hey, Bob, let, let's talk a little bit about Tua. You, you've had, you had the opportunity to watch him firsthand when he came in, uh, um, you came in and, and lit things up in, in, in Alabama and, and the type of player he was. But, but talk a little bit about the character. You know, I, I know that there's been talk about Tua and can he be the guy or was he a bust and this and that. And, and a lot of guys would maybe take that and say, well, you know, I'm going I'm to show the fans. But, Bob, I, I think from me looking at Tua from a distance, um, I don't think his mind works that way. I think his mind works is, look, I'm going to go out and I'm going to work to be the best player that I can be. And I think the way he was brought up, I think that his character – uh, is really something that, that that's on the forefront when you watch him. You've seen him more than I have. How do you see him stepping from where he was at Alabama, what he went through last year, to what we may be expect to see from him, knowing the personality of the uh, of the character we're talking about? I think you're spot on. You know, I, I I don't know his parents well, but I had the opportunity to meet him and spend some time with him when they were in Alabama. They are wonderful people, wonderful family, and you know when we played. But we had good people on that team. When you and I came to Miami, there were good folks on that team, starting with the coaching staff and then the players that we played with. And Tua is good people. He's good people. Mom and dad are great. He's a winner. Um, he is exactly what you say he is as far as his attitude about being the best he can be. He's going to do what's necessary. And he's going to keep working to get better at the pro game. And then with what Coach Flores and the coaches are doing, the decisions they're making, you know, with both defense and offense, it's, uh, like I said, I'm, I got really, really good feeling about what's going on down there. Bob, really appreciate you taking some time out to join us. And uh, it's been a, a long time uh, since, we, uh, since we joined together with the Miami Dolphins. And, and still to this day, still to this day, Bob, I'm going to tell you right now, and I'm going to tell it on TV, I know San Jose State could have beat you guys in, in 1970. <laughs> I know we could have beat you if, you'd have, if, you'd have, if your team had the guts to play us, but you wouldn't step up and, and put us on your, uh, on your schedule. So it's going to have to be left up in the air from now on. Well, we're going to have to have a talk with Coach Saban about that and get the, get the Spartans on the uh, schedule, huh? <laughs> there you go. Last time the Spartans were on the schedule for Alabama, I think they only lasted a half a quarter until – until you guys got into triple di or double digits or something. So anyway, <laughs> yeah, yeah, hey, Bob, always a pleasure. You know, was, uh, I know there's a lot of fans that enjoy it. 
having the opportunity to see you again out here and, uh, and talk a little right. golf football. I'm looking forward to you being down uh, for a couple games this season. And we'll see you soon, Bo. It's great to, great, great to see you, and, and thanks for having me on. I appreciate you, buddy. All right, pleasure. You want us to say, like, check it out? Yeah, let's see how it goes. What up, Savon Ahmed, running back for Miami Dolphins. Blake Ferguson, long snapper for the Miami Dolphins. We're having some fun today. Today's media day, so we want to mess with our teammates a little bit, see what we can get into. Have a little fun, you know, can't about to start. We got to get into it, get a little last. <laughs> see what my dog talking about. He going up to Jordan. He's probably like, why is everybody in my shots? Let's do one kind of like that. But with me doing that and you just like standing over there. <laughs> Had to get him out of the picture for one of them. You ain't doing that. You ain't doing that. Yeah. Go ahead. Yeah, I'm just watching. Let me see that. You should have to move a little closer. Right, one, two, three. Yeah. I can do it. Let me show you how to do this thing, yeah? <laughs> I don't think you like that. I'm gonna get the angles because I actually I took photography in high school. You should probably get an angle over here too. You should get you should get you should move over a little bit. Yeah, point that toe though. I'm right here with you, dog. Hello. Oh. <laughs> yes, sir. I see you. We got tryouts. Oh, who's that? Who's that? Oh, it's Nick. You couldn't get a haircut for media day, dude. You couldn't get a haircut? I'll teach you how to flex. I will teach you how to flex. So what you gotta do, it's all in the it's all in the feet. Get, get some adrenaline going, big yell. That's that's what you gotta do. There you go. There you go. Um I say we go football, but he doesn't I don't know if he'll ever have the football in his hands, so I don't We can get him we can get him catching the ball. Just catching the ball. Alright, sorry, that was my bad. Just one more. You gotta work on these catches. <laughs> I've been mic'd up this whole time trying to screw with you. <laughs> I, I'll actually give you some good tosses for the, for the content. Welcome back to the Audible Kimbo Camper John Jimmy with you. Training camps open. Baptist Health Training Complex is, is wide open. Players are there, John. And uh, well, I tell you what, a, what a facility that uh, Stephen Ross is putting together. I think he's 150, 160, 170 million dollars or whatever. But I tell you what, a, what a gem it is. And NFL is getting everyone back in. The fans back is back together is the theme of the NFL. And fans are getting back to get to get to watch the training camp. And and for the Dolphin fans, not only are they going to, get to see the new new look Dolphins. They're going to get to check out that new Baptist Health facility, which is which is out of control, Johnny. It, it's beautiful. And uh, for any NFL player that is a free agent, I think the Miami Dolphins just became that much more attractive because not only do you get to come to South Florida, but you get to come to a brand new uh, state-of-the-art training facility. And, you know, two grass fields, you have the indoor facility. Uh, the weight room is phenomenal. The training room looks spectacular. Uh, for the players, they have everything that, uh, that your heart would desire, I guess, Bo, as a player. No more wooden stools for these guys. They, they could probably uh, camp out in their locker for about a week and a half and not need anything. So 
uh, it's good for the players. It's great for the fans. They have a huge canopy uh, to watch. Uh, you know, today fans were all over uh, the Baptist Health training uh, facility, and it, it was great to see. So um, hats off to Stephen Ross and the organization for, for building a world-class facility. Yeah, first opportunity for those fans to get back and watch training camp today. And I know it was special for all of them. And John, I go, I go back to, you know, I go back to where we were complaining and moaning about our <laughs> we practice, never did that, Bo. practice facility and how bad <laughs> it was. And, and then they moved to the, the new Davy facility. And we're like, oh, my gosh, a state of the art. Look, I can't believe these. And now the, now the guys are moving there and go, oh, geez, we're out of that old Davy facility <laughs> out there, that old outdated facility into the new state That's of the art. Right. Boy, how times have changed from uh, – from the two by four with a, for 10 years, I hung my, uh, my clothes up on a, on a 10 penny nail and nailed into a two by four. Uh, now I don't think there's any two by fours and 10 penny nails hanging around in, in the Dolphins training facility anymore. Hey, Bo, you know, the problem is Bo, for, for me personally, I always bring it back to, you know, your own personal experience. My, my friends at Grand Oaks say my handicap's going to go from a three to about a 10 because I have to drive all the way down to Miami <laughs> Gardens now for practice in the, in, in every day instead of just going across the street and hit balls at the driving range. Well, just bring this up. Just, just get a mat and bring it, and you can see you just take out the practice field and hit some balls there, see how long that lasts for you. Yeah, I'm not going to try that. Not, not this year, for sure. <laughs> all right. Important training camp, uh, and it, it's, uh, again – uh, great to have the fans back at, at training camp. We saw them there today, and it's gonna, they're going to have their opportunities that go on. And, and remember, the first preseason game is in Chicago on August 14th. They'll go ahead and have dual practices against uh, uh, the Bears for two days and then take Friday off. And, and John, we've talked about this. I, I love those practices, and I love to, to – I, I think that's you know, in lieu of a fourth preseason game, I think having practicing, practicing against two different teams uh, prior to those games really is a, is, a, is a wise thing for this organization to do. I, I totally agree, Bo. You know, you get that opportunity to go on the road, uh, get your team acclimated to that, practice against the Bears, come home, practice against the Atlanta Falcons, then play them, which could be in the dress rehearsal because there's only three, as you yep. said. So the guys that are starters may get extended time in that second preseason game. But you're right. You build those practices into – many game situations on offense, on defense, on special teams, even though there might not be that much live contact, you got new bodies flying around, different colored jerseys, the competition levels increased about, because you want to win each drill, you want to win each play. And I think that heightens the, uh, the preseason for a young football team that have high expectations. No doubt. All right, John, it's been a pleasure being with you. And uh, look, we're, we're going now. So it's uh... You know, the, the, the brakes are off and uh, we're rolling down the hill and it's going to be a, a, about a 20-some-odd week uh, little run for us and looking forward to every minute of it. Yeah, I am too, but hopefully we're smiling uh, each and every week as much as we can because these Dolphins, they're a young team, but with a lot of uh, high expectations as we talked about and we can't wait to watch them uh, win in 2021. A lot of upside, no doubt. For John Kajemi, I'm Kim Camper. This is the Audible presented by AutoNation, America's largest and most recognized automotive retailer. You can save on 100,000 vehicles right now at AutoNation.com. And remember, you can watch the Audible every Saturday night, 7.30 p.m. right here, WFR, CBS4 TV. And you can download the podcast from all your favorite streaming platforms. And of course, MiamiDolphins.com. For John, uh, for John Kajemi and myself, Kim Camper, have a good week. We'll talk to you next time.